going to take a second to thank our newest sponsor, ATO Basketball Merchants, located directly at the Langley Event Center at 7888-200 Street. In building number 120, our boy Jeff Winslade has a wide variety of the latest gear, jerseys, sweatpants, socks, hats, fitted, doesn't matter, a huge shoe rack, anything you need if you're a hooper and a hoop head. Please stop by the store, show some support, and get yourself some fly gear. If anyone wants, I'm a double XL, and I'll take that Rex Chapman Hornets in white. Thanks to ATO B-Ball. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to A Hoops Journey. We are one episode away from 100. Today, we are going to celebrate episode 99 with a young man that I've known for longer than I want to admit. (laughs) Um, Been trying to coordinate for a while to get together and chat, obviously, with the time zone that he is in. And so he is up at two in the morning, but... uh, it's because he's had an awesome last week and a half here coming off another championship. A guy with a storied past, not only um, as a family, but also as an individual and some stuff that I want to get into um, about how he was illegally recruited um, in high school. <laughs> uh, but a good guy, spent many, many hours with him um, representing at uh, UBC Summer Hoops Camp up in the Okanagan. Oh, and, Penticton, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good times. We have none other than yeah. Mr. Nate. You with us today. What is up, my man? Hey, man. Thanks for having me. I just want to say, first off, it's been just awesome listening for, you know, connecting with all the players that I've, you know, from Casey Archibald, Kyle Russell to Mark Chaslini, Rob Zachary. It's crazy. I just, there's so many guys you guys have had on that uh, I've had a personal connection with. So it's just been fun sitting back and enjoying the stories. Well, we appreciate you checking it out, man. What a what a roster you just listed off there. And <laughs> yeah. um, as we were talking offline before we started here, just at the Buchanan Cup last weekend, and was able to bump into a few of those gentlemen. And thanks, man. It's been really fun. Uh, and uh, we're just, you know, we know that. Uh, I think the big thing is that these people are tangible to us, right? Like you can listen to cool podcasts and learn things, but I think when it's someone that you've spent time with, it yeah, there's just a different connection. If that makes sense, I'm sure that's what you sense when you when you're listening to that and hearing those stories. Oh, absolutely. That's what it's all about. And, and just a generational, you know, it's so many connections on, di- on, on different generation of basketball players that have come on here. And that's been the, that's been the fun part. That's yeah. Been the really fun part. I agree. And that's what it was like <laughs> at the game too. It was just like bumping into, I'm standing there with Jason Leslie and those guys who, when I was in college and took a year out, I played men's league with all those dudes, you know, and then it's like, yeah. and then, you know, G bath and, and Malish walk in and I was a provincial team coach to them, you know, it's just like, it's yeah. so fun. It's just fun. The connections and let's talk about you, man. And the last uh, couple of weeks have been pretty sweet for you coming off a championship. Just let give the people and the listeners um, an idea of, uh, where you are, the league that you're in, and and kind of what you and another British Columbian, Tommy Nixon, and <laughs> others have, were able to accomplish, and uh, and what that means. Yeah, I've been. It's just it's crazy. I've been here ten years now. Sometimes I have to pinch myself. You serious? I've over, yeah, I've, I've been here Holy for ten sh- years. Wow. Yeah, in Hong Kong. So <laughs> would have yeah, never guessed Asia. that. <laughs> yeah. Holy. So yeah, I came over uh, right after UBC played for Kev. I. I played for the FISU team and we got a silver medal and we did really well against Serbia in China. 
And then, uh, yeah, I, I'm half Chinese. I got picked up to play in the Hong Kong League. My dad was born here. And then, um, obviously, you've probably heard the story. My brother's probably said something about it. And then... Uh, Shout out the uh, newest mayor of Prince George, for the record. Yeah, that's true. Shout out my dad, Simon. you new mayor of Prince George. Go up there. That's pretty go dope. Ha- have a I, beer up there with the mayor. It's, you can do I, it. I have to go check. Yeah, I can actually do it now. <laughs> um, yeah, so no, I just went to Hong Kong and... Uh, I played for, you know, probably the best club here for the last uh, 10 years on and off doing being a player and being a general manager, just doing all sorts of things for this club. Uh, I've dedicated my whole self to this club in the last 10 years, and it's been a great ride. And we just came off another championship, got my old ass in shape at age 33 and somehow pulled it all together. And we won another one. I'm sure, you know, you've had Tyler Kepke on here. He's uh, one of the rival teams and. I've been playing the game. He's been kicking my butt for the last six years as well. Tough to guard that guy. Yep. Of course, we all know that. Yep. And uh, But our team always you know, finds a way to win. So, it was, yeah, it's been good. Just celebrating and enjoying this one. Really soaking this one in at age 33. I'm going to tell you, Mitch, that's for sure. <laughs> How's the body? Is it screaming at you or is it? Oh, uh, it yeah. absolutely hates me. It's, yeah, yeah. It's been a rough year. Hamstring injuries, knee injuries, back injuries. Yeah, it's starting to really... Uh, I don't know if Father Time's coming for me yet. I probably just need to take better care of my body. That that's probably it. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess like when you're at your age and still hooping, I guess it kind of gives you when you're watching like an NBA game and you see, you know, some guy who's your age or even older doing it, it must be just kind of mind blowing to see these guys and what they do and just really realize what they do put into their body and how much detail they do have because it's really the only way they can survive. Yeah, also, you need a couple of dollars in the bank account. That always sure. helps, you know. Yep. Yeah, of course. These guys are putting in tons of money into their bodies. So, uh, yeah. no, I think me and some of the older players here have taken that into account and buying, like, you know, these Norma Tech boots. I don't know if you know about those, these recovery boots that are yeah. you can have at home and just doing the little things, spending money on good food, all that stuff. You got to do it. You got to do it if you want to play later in your career. Yeah, man. Awesome. If you catch me smirking, it's because I, it's Movember, right? So I just, I keep looking at myself. I got my up, I usually have the goatee and I'm like, I haven't seen my upper lip in a long time. I look weird, (laughs) more weird than normal. And then before we get into who you are and what you're about, you got a pretty big day coming up here in a few weeks. I was, you know, chatting with your bro and you got lots of family. You've had, you've had a wedding on hold for a long time. Hey, are you guys excited? Does it feel weird that it's actually coming around the corner here and it's actually going to happen? Knock on, uh, knock on wood. Yeah, it's been a, it's been a bumpy ride because of COVID for sure. And I'm sure a lot of people out there have had a lot of events postponed because of that. So, uh, just finally, yeah, finally glad to get that going. And, you know, you just mentioned Grand Bath, Brent Malish, some of my UBC teammates, they're going to come over as well with my family. And, oh, man, are we going to party? We're going to light it up in this city for for a good two weeks here. So we're super excited. It's going to be awesome, man. And, and especially where you guys are, like, just even more kind of strict regulations and things, right? I think, you know, during time, other places maybe opened up a little bit, but it's been pretty routine there. So that's a good feeling. And we hope that that goes well and everybody travels safe and um, good times will definitely be had. And those will stay off the record, I believe. Correct. <laughs> They'll stay off the record. But on that <laughs> note, I just want, I just want the audience to realize, I think my team and uh, the leagues in this team, like Tyler's in this league as well. We just finished the longest basketball season, I think in the history of basketball, because we started our league in 2019. 
Okay. And so COVID cut it off in 2019 and Hong Kong is so strict and Hong Kong is so strict. So we've actually been on and off since 2020. So this season that we just won was actually the same season in 2020 of on and off again of starting. And like, we had a seven month break. We like, it didn't make any sense. Like I couldn't explain to you what, and they kept the same record of the league. Like, like they just wouldn't let it go. Wow. uh, We it's 2022. We just finished our 2020, 2021 season. That is freaking crazy. Would that be, is that the same year, the bubble championship? Yep. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. That's definitely important to uh, to point out. <laughs> my to the team, listeners. I think, I think my team has gone through three to four training camps of restart and started. Yeah, oh restarting up again. Yeah, it's been miserable. It's just like that's why winning this one was special because uh, Hong Kong is just uh, it's a difficult place with all the regulations and everything. It's the most strict place for COVID in the world. Yeah, we're still wearing masks. Like we're still wearing masks right now. Damn, crazy, man. You know, it's funny yeah. too, man. I feel like this might be a four hour episode. I remember JY and, and Duchess were at the provincials and you came down, you came back and you sat on the bench. And I remember seeing you at the banquet and you're like, yo, Mitch, man, there's this, there's this thing it's coming and it's it, people don't know. And you were like blown away. Cause they had whatever they had the four tiers of 16, right? They had like 64 teams in a room and you're like, I can't believe there's this many people in this room. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, what are you talking like, in my head? I'm thinking ice tripping, man. And sure enough, the final, and then Sunday, basically the world like shut down. Right. And it was like, yeah. you, you literally are like Nostradamus, man. You're like, Mitch, this is wild. I haven't, I haven't seen anything like this. No one knows what's coming. It was crazy. Do you remember that? I don't remember that, but I yeah. believe I would say something like that. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, Asia, Asia got hit first, and it, it, we were, uh, yeah, it got, it got strict very yeah. quickly over there. Yeah, man. Yeah. All right, well, let's get right into it, dude. Just obviously, I had your brother on on the show early on, um, so you know, there's some understanding, but there's a big gap between you and him, right? And so your upbringing and kind of what you saw and your path to get where you are now. It was definitely a whole different, it's different. And I think that's the fun part about uh, the show is no story is the same. So talk about you, your life as being, are you the last you? Listen, I'm going to be honest. Here we you go. Know, I'm going to get, I'm going to give a very short little thing about me because you know why I want to tell stories about Asian basketball and Hong Kong basketball over here. Cause this place is wild. I feel like, <laughs> like the Canadian audience doesn't know enough about what goes on on this side of the world and the basketball world. So I'm just going to give a quick one about me. Cause I yes. feel like it's been, uh, you know, my brother's been on Jordan. So, uh, yeah, uh, me and my family grew up in Prince George, rough town up there, hockey town, you know, in high school, all the girls, like the, the boys with long hair and dip in their mouth. They, they didn't like those hoopers. That's for sure. So it's a t- a tough place to tough place to grow up you know and so uh mm-hmm. i'm pretty proud that uh you know jordan was the first to really make those provincial teams as a northern kid in in my history so he was super inspiring to me and then uh you know i was very driven as a kid to just try to make it down south and play with the big boys like you guys down there and uh we fought hard up there and trained hard and made our way down on those provincial teams and that was the big thing is like could you make a provincial team because back then it was the top 12 players were chosen. There was no, if there was no AAU, right. There was, yeah, it was competitive. So um, I think that gave us a lot of confidence uh, even being from up there to make those teams and uh, gave us a name. And the the rest was that, you know, Jordan went to UBC and then I just tried to follow, follow suit. And mm-hmm. I did. 
did you always like, did it take Jordan to get to post-secondary for you to put that on your map? Or was it something that you were already developing before he was there and thinking, I'd like to uh, not only make the BC team, but move on, you know, at the next level? No, Jordan pretty much just laid the road out for me. You yeah. know, like everything he did, I wanted to do. When he was at Cap, I was like, oh, I just want to go play at Cap College. I didn't even know about UBC and, you know, the, sure. the different level of CIS and college. And then when he went to UBC, my eyes were like, holy, this is a whole different level. And then, of course, you know, that's what I wanted to straight from high school. I wanted to go to UBC and play. That was always my dream. Mm-hmm. And uh, luckily it happened. And Kevin Randy, you know, gave me no choice to go to any other school anyways. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> <laughs> I had no gonna, choice. Yeah. <laughs> uh well I remember it was my I believe it was my first year at STM, if not mm. second, when we came up to the BCs at the double A's and we played you in the semi and you waxed us. And then I don't even remember who you beat in the final. Was that your grade eleven year or grade ten? Yeah, it was my grade eleven. Yeah. Grade eleven. And so your dad sitting front row center, just going nuts. And, uh, you know, I thought, I thought Kamloops did a really good job of putting on those provincials. It was always fun to go to that. Why the desire to, to make the transfer in grade 12, it's your senior year. Mm. You've got all your buddies in place. Everything's comfortable. Uh, you're going to go, and we're not talking like five hours away. We're talking 12 on the, on a bus, Mm -hmm. right. You know, I mean, you can fly, but like, this is a big jump and a big transition, what was the what was the reason to go from you know Duchess to Vancouver College for your senior year? Because I know you're going to say it paid off for you, and it did, no doubt. But that's a big jump for someone your age at that point, and um, you must have had a big vision for what your future wanted to be. Yeah, it was actually pretty simple because uh, I had a great team in uh, grade eleven, all but they were my starting lineup was all seniors. And we had a great that. team. We we only lost one game the whole year in Double A's, so uh, winning that. And then um, did you ever really get I big? Played, yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Cam Warren. He was he was DC. He played college. They all played college basketball at UNBC the next year. So they yep. all they all went to play college. And uh, I played provincial team. And obviously, I was looking at my options. And I got this stud grade eleven kid on my team. This this long Italian linguini armed kid named Mark Chazzolini, who is just a stud. So I thought, hey, why don't I maybe uh, I come down to Vancouver and I was having family problems with my stepdad, which made it easier to, to buy, you know, mm-hmm. uh, to uh, play my grade 12 year. I had to reason to leave my house. And uh, luckily, I got got into Van College and we should have won it that year. I should have had a double A and then a triple A, to be honest. That one hurts still. Was that should've Dover Bay? Yeah, we lost to Dover Bay in the semis. Yeah, we were up by 20 or something, I think. Yeah, sir. But yeah, I remember you guys being up big in that game. What is it like to spend, you might have spent multiple, but a summer with Dell and Mike Morgan. How does someone summarize that in about 30, 30 seconds? And can oh, and can you? When you think about the shenanigans, what amazing dudes, but also some of those teams you had were stacked too. Like, let's not front, right? Like there was some serious ballers. So what was it like having those summers with those guys and, and having them be your coaches? Those guys were nuts. <laughs> those two were nuts like i look back and i think about like watching kids getting coached by you know youth coaches now like what those guys were saying to us back then and like like trying to cut like cut our soul down you know like (laughs) they were trying to break us down at the age of like 16 and and i thank them for that because we're much tougher men because of them you know like those mike and dell went at us at age 14 and they had us all the way up from age 14 to 16 
mm-hmm. and they were ruthless. They were, I'll never forget, you know, Rob Sacri's on our team. We, we think he's going to the NBA and he's our star. And I remember one practice, I got a pass and he's ceiling down low. I got a pass. I, I whap a three and Dell just stops practice, just livid, just going into me. Cause I, you know, Rob ceiling and I should give him the ball. Yeah. Why are you even thinking about shooting? You know, like it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, just the, you know, things like that that just made you tougher as a kid. And I, I thank those guys for that. I miss them. I hope they're doing well. They are. We have a little group text thing in, and every now and then it gets heated up. You know, if we're all, if we're all like in the same spot, and we have half an hour to laugh and and joke around. But I know that those guys look back on those years with fond memories too, right? And they're fully aware of how hard they were on you guys, but I, I think it's just who they were and they knew that they wanted. And that's the thing that you got to appreciate those guys is sometimes you got someone coaching the provincial team. It's like, well, these are 12 of not my kids. You know, like I, I don't have to invest much in these guys, but they coached you hard so that you could be better basketball players and probably in some ways beat their high school teams because of that, you know? So just two good human beings, man. And then, like you said, Tough way to finish the senior career, but, uh, you know, I mean, you make a, a you win a double A uh, final and then you make the semi of the, the triple A at the mm-hmm. Agrodome and, and it's on to UBC, man. What was that freshman year like? And was the transition easier because of your year in Vancouver College, do you think? Or was it still a big jump in terms of talent, skill, practices and stuff like that? No, it was definitely easier because I was living with my sister on UBC campus already. Uh, yeah. while I was going to Vancouver College. So uh, it was easy. I, you know, and going to UBC the first year uh, started off great. I think I started against Boise State. I had like double figures. I was feeling like I was, you know, going to be starting okay. as a, you know, that dumb rookie thought, you know, yeah, yeah. that dumb <laughs> rookie thought, like I'm the man, like I can do this <laughs> and not knowing the grind that's coming for you, you know, and mm-hmm. I had one good game and then I get hurt in training camp and Kev is just, yeah, Kev was hard on me from from the jump, and uh, you know, Graham Bath is my best friend. Uh, then he just goes the opposite direction of me. You know, has a great rookie year, and is just playing minutes, and I'm not playing a minute for the rest of the year, and that's how the first year goes. And then you, and then it's time for grind. It's grind time. Then you got to go into the summer and see who you really are. Do you want to quit or do you want to try to see if you can crack a roster? Randy Norris said it best. He said, uh, "Your first two years of university are pretty much a wash." Yeah. Can you figure it's up to you, you know, can you figure it out a little bit? You'll be given some coaching, but by your third year, if you can't figure it out, yeah, you're probably done. It's true. It was the truth. It was the truth. So I I took that to heart. So I was like, all right, my second year, I got to make a huge jump and figure something out. And then uh, luckily I did. So you look at people's track records and that's usually how it goes is like not many people play four years. You know, they play two or three or they play five, right? It's like kind of just pretty much how it goes. Why were you able to bounce back? Who was around you or was it your own um, personal internal thing that kept you understanding that there's still four years to go, right? I mean, that's a long period of time. You're still a young man and that every scenario is unique. I mean, you're seeing G Bath get minutes, you know, but he's also a different position, maybe filling a different Mm -hmm. role. So there's that. Um, what, What kept you just sort of knowing that, April to August would be time to get ready. And you didn't walk away. I just wasn't going to let, I wasn't going to say Kev defeat me. Like I just wasn't going to let the program defeat me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't going to let it happen. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to be that guy that, that, you know, have too much pride to be like, this program was too difficult for me. I, I couldn't, I need to go transfer somewhere. No way. Mm-hmm. I, I was just determined to find a way and to outwork it. And 
you know, I knew I'd be given some opportunities with the way, you know, university structure works that, you know, seniors are going to have to leave at some point. There has to be spots filled. Yep. Facts. <laughs> you know? So, yep. so there's going to be a chance for you. You just got to, are you tough enough to get through it? And that's why I see with a lot of kids these days, you know, they're just some, some of them don't look tough enough to get through it. And, you know, church on I'm a Tuesday. Not a <laughs> I'm not a fan of it. Yeah. I'm not a fan of it. I appreciate that. Yep. No, I can. Mm-hmm. I understand why you see it that way for sure. Um, and also when you come, when it comes to U sport, like the difference between a fourth and a fifth and a freshman, like it's a grown man against really, yep. you know, unless you're a man child, you're, you're pretty much a child still, right? You're, you're a young man, but you're not a grown man. And yeah. talk about those, those teams. I mean, I know that you carry those bonds, like you've mentioned already, the people coming to your wedding, um, the connections that you made at, at UBC, and some of those special teams that you had a chance to be a part of, you can't summarize four years up, four more years up in, in five minutes, but do your best and give some reflection as to, to those years so that we can get to the stories. Cause apparently that's what you want to do. <laughs> yeah, no, I've had, I think some of those UBC teams when we made our national run, you know, to those national finals, which I'm sure some people remember. Yeah. Those are some of the best basketball teams I ever played on. And um, it's sad. We couldn't, we couldn't get it done. We had the most talent I felt in the country during those years. And I think we did have the most talent. We just, we just ran into some bad luck. I hate to say it like that, you know, sometimes, but um, no, my fourth year, I, I think it was the greatest year I had. I was a uh, sixth man. I think I was at one point, like second leading, leading scorer on the team with Josh White, Alex Murphy, Brent Malish, Graham Bath. Just, we had Doug Plum. Of course we had, <laughs> <laughs> We had a team, Kamar Burke, just, yeah, we yeah, had a Kamar, full, right? yeah. yeah, we had a full team and, uh, God, we wanted to get Carlton back then and we just, yeah, we couldn't, we couldn't get over it, couldn't get over the hump, but those are great memories and those guys are still some of my best buddies and, uh, you have to, uh, you know, if any young players listening, you got to cherish those college career, those college years, they're, they're really important and they're, uh, they're special. Yeah. And try to remind these kids that like, you're going to change so much after you graduate high school and you don't, I know you're feeling pressure to figure out what you want to do with the rest of your life, but you got to go and have fun and and enjoy it and make connections with people. And I think too, you know, probably as you look back and you've talked about the latest championship for many reasons being special, one being the gap of time and how it was almost like two and a bit year uh, league season, but also realizing that you're in grade 11 and you get that double A championship and then you get close many other times. You kind of realize, you start to realize when you're around good teams and good groups that it takes so many factors to be able to get over that championship hump, right? And that you never, you know, when you're honored and privileged to get that title, to never take it for granted or start thinking about the next one, because there's just so many factors that come into play, right? Basketball is a sport is weird, man. There's so many things. And that just comes with experience. You can't teach it. It's mm. nothing you can't teach. You know, it just comes with the time and experience. Of course. Yeah. I wish I knew at that young age that getting a championship was, it's definitely not easy and it doesn't come, you know, and it might not come for seven years. Yeah. Know? Even, even FISU going to FISU with Team Canada, getting all the way to a gold medal match. Yeah. And either that, that silver medal almost felt like a championship, which is, you know, sad thing to say, but getting second in that was, uh, also just a huge career um, confidence boost in that, in that sense. With Why? That team. And oh, you're just playing against some of the best in the world. 
at that point you know we're playing against you know usa is there we got lithuania we got serbia and you know i'm with a bunch of carlton carlton players and we got some good can west guys and for some reason we just clicked <clears throat> and next yeah. thing you know we're in a gold medal in front of fourteen thousand people in china playing for gold so that was uh that was a special one and how would you guys train together before you go and head off for that that tournament two weeks yeah it's funny right like that's not a lot of time but no it's not you just get the right mix and everybody's sort of i mean there's always going to be ego involved but if you can manage them well you never know you go on those international runs that's that's crazy man Fourteen thousand people hey yeah it was uh most i've ever played in front of for sure damn yeah nba crowd did the vision to have this next life of basketball come to you um was there someone that was doing it already how did you you know figure out that hey i I can still play hoop and i can get paid a little bit to do it as well well i think being at ubc and watching casey you know casey archibald was a huge inspiration of mine seeing him Mm -hmm. go over to europe and and do well and you know randy was my assistant coach and hearing his stories of going to denmark winning championships that was inspiring stuff. So I wanted just a taste, you know, I think all of us wanted a taste of it just to be paid to play basketball, get paid to play basketball and, and try to win with the club and see what the experience is like. So I always had a goal and obviously, you know, I know I'm realistic, you know, I know I'm not a crazy talent. Like I know I'm pretty good at basketball, you know, at the college level, had a great career, but I was probably going the Asian route being, you know, using that you have to, at some point, you know, Absolutely. Like, you have to use that ethnicity or use that passport card. Ain't no so, shame in that, man. Yeah. Ain't no shame so in that. I kind of knew I was, I was going the opposite of Europe and going to Asia and I wanted to explore Asia and God, uh, I've been here 10 years. It's kind of crazy to say that now I've been here 10 years. And you've, you've been with the same club the whole time. No, I played, no. Uh, I took one year off. I played for uh, a new uh, club for Macau. I played for, uh, yeah, in the in the Vegas of Asia. I played for in that city for one club in the, in the ASEAN Basketball League, which is a newer league, which plays in Malaysia, Vietnam, Philippines, Taiwan. So that was a great league to go travel to other cities and play. And you get three imports on your team. So I got to play with some really high-level American XD1 players, G League mm. guys. So, yeah, it was a, it was a great experience as well. The Vegas, hey, you and you live to tell the stories. That's good. It's good. I'll give you a quick story on this one. Here you go. Here the stories yep. begin. All right, let's go. Just maybe to the audience a little bit how dark basketball can get. Uh, the darker side of basketball. I yeah. was in. Um, I was playing in China in this league in the ABL league, and you know there are some fishy games where you think you know some gambling or some betting is in, involved in some games. You know, and I remember I'm on the court. <laughs> And we're playing against, I'm not going to say the team. I'm playing against this China team. And uh, this guy is guarding me. I'm in the corner and this guy's guarding me. And this team is holding the ball every possession and watching the shot clock go down. I'm not, I, I, from the get-go? Just one of the, from the get-go. So you knew that it was just a weird yeah. game. And this guy's guarding me and he's just whispering to me. He's like, hey, don't shoot. Don't shoot. Don't shoot it. Don't shoot it. <laughs> so... It's obvious that these some of these teams, uh, you know, bet on the under of the game, and they're, you know, there's just this is some of the dark side that people probably don't realize that you know things that can happen on 
on the Asian side and in basketball. It's it's a bit wild. I've seen yeah, I've seen some weird games. I've been a part of some weird games. Are we allowed to ask if you shot it or? <laughs> this guy's like, I'm trying to play for a contract, man. I can't just be holding the ball in the corner here. What are you going to cut me a hundred bucks after this? Like, I got to. I can't remember, but uh, that's when it kind of hits you. I remember walking out of that game and just hitting and just thinking like, you know, so many kids play basketball and leave mm-hmm. college to play pro. And, you know, sometimes they got to realize they're going into a different world of sports. It's a lot yeah. different. Yeah, I I always remember, you know, back in our day, you know, going to Europe was a it, it was more challenging. Not to say that it's like easier now, but the kind of the passport thing was super rare and stuff, right? So just hearing stories of like, yeah, don't don't just think because you're forcing baseline, someone's gonna someone's gonna be there to help because uh, they're probably in the corner checking their guy and looking at you like, keep your man in front of you, right? Like, you know, the pro ball is different. Had you spent much time in Asia before? No, not know? that much no. time. I've been I visited with my dad to Hong Kong and China, but uh, no, not 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 much. I'm a pretty Prince George Canadian boy. Sure. So the plane is like a little bit of turbulence as you're about to land. What are those feelings and emotions like? And and what do you do to get settled in, man? I mean, that's a huge, huge jump, as you can tell. You know, the time just the time right now between you and I. Um, you're like a day ahead. So, what's that feeling like as the wheels? The wheels hit. Yeah, it's lonely. It's lonely when you first get here. And I have regrets as a kid not learning, you know, the language, you know, not learning Chinese from my dad when I was young. That was a big regret because once you get here, you realize how lonely you are and how how difficult it is to get ahead. And I'm sure a lot of basketball players going to play overseas feel the same thing as a bit of loneliness and you got to find your own way. It's just it's just honestly going back to being how tough are you? <laughs> Like, do you want to quit? Because it's a little tougher that you have to learn a new culture and and try to adjust to this culture of basketball, which is totally different. Or, you know, or you want to go home. What do you want to do? You got two choices. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. And then the nice thing is that the thing that you have to fall back on is the work that you've put into your game, right? So no language can take that away. It may, may, you know, make for adjustments in a timeout or during practice if a coach isn't speaking the language that you're used to. but falling back on 20 years of work that you've put into your body and game is kind of like you always know in the back of your mind that that's there and that hopefully your game will speak louder than, than anything else that you're trying to deal with or while you're getting, you know, adjusted to that new culture. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, I agree with you. Yep. And so let's talk about it, man. Let's talk about what it's like to play. Um, you know, obviously, like you mentioned, we had uh, kept K on the, uh, on the show, um and we didn't we're having do- lunch on thursday we're having lunch on thursday me, me and Kepke, yeah who's paying the bill i don't know that's probably him yeah. probably him he's got that <laughs> he's got that bankroll saved up we'll, we'll put it on his <laughs> i see some of those meals on instagram yeah he, uh, he he should he should be paying the bill you know <laughs> for sure for sure <laughs> but let's talk about it let's talk about you know you are other than him the only other person i believe on this show Right. Anyone that's kind of moved on, whether it's NBA, it's very European based. So what are the some of the differences? What are some of the things that you're allowed to talk about that are that are different than stories that you've probably heard or shared with guys that have played or, um, you know, in Europe and other places? It's interesting. I thought about this. I knew you're going to ask me this. I'll, I'll say it like this. Uh, well, you did, of, right? I, oh, you did, huh? <laughs> uh, you think you know, you, you, think you know my, st- my interview style. All right. Okay. No, one of Kepke's teammates, uh, a really good friend of mine, and he had he. We were having drinks one night, and he said to me, 
This is crazy. He said, Nate, Hong Kong is a top three basketball league in the world. I spat on my drink and I laughed. I, I thought he was, you know, thought he had too many already. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, he was like, no, no, I'm serious. You think about it. Hong Kong basketball is a top three basketball in the world. I said, why? He said, listen, we only play 26 games a year. Not that many games. Some mm-hmm. of us get paid six figures to play. The level is not very good. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're, you you don't have to worry about minutes or anything, or you can put up your shots in the game. The, the level's not very good. So you're getting mm-hmm. paid to play in like a very lower level league. You have a great city that we get to party in and enjoy and literally just have the best lifestyle in infinite restaurants, just great nightlife, do whatever you want. I see and one more got, video of you on a freaking cruise ship or boat. I'm going to throw up, man. And then on top of it, it's like we have Nike and Adidas who are literally giving us personal sponsorships. Like they're literally signing us and I'm looking at them like, I'm not that like, do you know who I am? Like, I'm not that good of a player, but Mm. they're just handing these contracts to us and we're signing and getting like over, you know, thousands of dollars worth of gear per year. And that's when my friend, like, I just looked at my buddy. I'm like, you're right. Maybe this is a top three basketball of lifestyle of lifestyle. And that's why we haven't left. That's why we're still stuck here. Yeah, don't say stuck, We're man. Stuck here. Yeah, man, it's a good, it's a good life. It's that's good why. Life. That's why, even though I Facetimed with him like two years ago, Chris still shows up on your doorstep. Hey, oh yeah, he's, he's like here. asking me about becoming a teacher. He's like, I don't know though, I might go back. And in my head, I'm like, this guy's definitely going back to hoop, man. Like, I don't know who he's fooling sure. right now. You know, and I, I brought Tommy Nixon over here. He's just having a great career here now too. It's just a yeah, it's just a very unique place to play you know it's like mm-hmm. how could i say this it's like there's eight teams in this league in hong kong there's probably four good teams because there's four owners that are very very wealthy guys and literally just this is like their real life 2k mm. they get to play 2k in real life you know and this is yeah. like they, it's just you know it's extra money for them fun money for them to spend and they love basketball and it's just a very unique place if i could explain it like that to, to the audience it's it's different do you have a home arena? No, we no. don't. Yeah, it seems plays like, in the same arena. That's what I thought. Yeah, the yeah. clips that I see. Okay. So then if you're an owner, basically your costs are... Very low. Yeah, like do you, I wonder if they get a percentage per game of like whatever, sells, you know, tickets or whatever, or if it's just no, to pay nothing. for guys. They no, they, they literally don't make any profit. Like it's, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. literally just for their enjoyment. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's wild. That is wild. And I never thought of the part two of um, just like lifestyle overall. I mean, like you say, Europe's beautiful, but I mean, if there's some really small, lonely, quiet places and then you get stuck in a European winter, right? If it's cold, man, like it can be, it can be a grind, you know, it can be a real grind. And it's like, you guys see a lot of really good weather and stuff. Yeah. Now, is there an import rule? Yeah, you can only have one import per okay. flight. Yeah, so Kepke obviously has taken up uh, the one import rule for the other team. And I did for a while on my team. But then I've been here so long, I actually became localized. So now I'm... Oh, damn. You know, yeah. Straight, a straight citizen, permanent resident of Hong Kong and, uh, and loving it. Damn. Is there... Now, I don't want to jump to any conclusions. Is there a thought or has there been a conversation about moving? Or are we the, for the near future, the plan is to stay? Yeah, my wife is, uh, my fiance is from here, obviously. So mm-hmm. you know, her family set up here and uh, we've become very close. And 
I'm like, I've become very close with their family. So yeah, I do plan on staying here for, for the time being, maybe some kids happen in the future. And then, but Vancouver is always an option. You know, we, I miss it. I miss that city. I don't think I could ever move my uh, city girl up to Prince George. That's a tough one. It's a tough one, Mitch. That's a tough, those winners will get you up there. So yeah, I don't think about that. <laughs> so yeah, we'll see. Do most, okay. So a lot of the guys on your team, the majority are from the area of, of where you guys are or. Yeah. in Hong Kong. Yeah. yeah. They're all Hong Kong locals. Yeah. Okay. And so pardon my ignorance, but like Hong Kong's a big place. So do they all live locally or do they, do many of them come in and need a place and, you know, the club pays for them to have their place or whatever, or, or is it just basically you guys? No, they all live locally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're from here, grew up here. And uh, the, the English is limited. Yeah, definitely for for the team sometimes. So I've actually my Cantonese has gotten a lot better in the last seven years, and uh, which I'm happy about. But yeah, it's uh, it's just a very local local league, very small run in house league, and it, uh, it's special. So the 26 <laughs> games, how how long does that run over? Yeah, usually if runs it's a regular like season, six months, six okay. to seven months. They really spread it out. I yeah, think holy one smokes. Year, me and uh, me and Tyler played each other in the final. And it lasted a month. Like we no, it lasted a month and a half. We played one game per week in the final, a best of five. And it went to five games. Yeah. Cause like, again, excuse my ignorance. I saw you guys win game two. Yeah. And, I, and I, I, I was like, okay. And then there's like this huge gap. And I'm like, are they still playing or like, what happens here? And then all of a sudden there's all these posts yeah. about like winning the series. And, but it was like, like days later, it felt like, didn't it? Was it days later? It was. And I think that's something to explain to people. It's like you live in a city. uh, This is one of the most densely populated cities in the world, right? Space is like it's valuable. So actually renting gyms and getting facilities is incredibly difficult. So that's why it takes time for us to book that stadium for our games because people are fighting over for it for other venues, concerts, other things. So uh, it's just a very tightly packed city with 7 million people in it jammed in it. And it's, uh, it's tough. Yeah. So what does practice look like on those days in between? Is the coach making you guys go full on? Is it pretty laid back? Is it a bit of both knowing that there's a gap of time there and you know that. I got another story for you. I got another story for you. Okay. Okay, Forget my question. <laughs> three in the I'm morning, man. Them. Get me, get me I'm to bed here. I don't even know why um, we're small talking, man. Just keep I going. Yeah, no, because uh COVID really affected my club and my owner, you know, obviously, you know, some of the finances got affected. So mm-hmm. he actually let go of our European coach halfway through the season. Oh, you had a European yeah, coaching you, hey? Yeah, we did. Oh, okay. We did from Bosnia. He's a great coach. And you then, speak so English. Yeah, he did. He did. Okay. He did. Balkan, okay. Balkan, Balkan English. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had a six month break, and then uh, you know I'm very close to my owner and my basketball team. So he actually you know looked to me to solve some problems. So I actually coached the team while playing in the last like five months. So I actually ran practices while playing with Tommy Nixon, my teammate, and we, we kind of ran our team. Like we kept our European system from our coach and we just, you know, kept it going. And then, uh, we hired a few assistants to help us out. And next thing you know, we won it. So we kind of won as a player coach, kind of crazy. Yeah. 
no wonder the stat sheet looked the way it did. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, we set a few <laughs> plays up for ourselves. No doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty easy to scout though. The coach is like, all right, it's freaking going to Nixon or you out of this timeout. Let's go. We know what's coming. <laughs> Yeah, but it's. I'm sure people listening to this are going to be like, "What is going on over there?" It's, yeah, it's a bit of a circus, but we figured mm-hmm. out on this side of the world in basketball sense. So, yeah, yeah, no. And what's the support like? I mean, the crowds look good, and like it looks like it's it's got a good following, and and that you know people enjoy it, right? Well, I'm sure you've heard. You know, when Kobe went to China, you know, it's the biggest yeah, following. They love they love their basketball here. They absolutely love it. They're obsessed. I, I can't tell. I don't know what to tell you enough. Like they just, they eat it up. They watch the NBA, but there's a difference, you know, it's like separated here. They know nothing about NCAA college basketball. Nothing. Really? It's yeah. just to the top. They only know NBA. And that's a big thing. You know, a big difference of Canadian basketball and Asian basketball. It's like in Canada, when me and you were growing up, I looked up to, you know, Casey Archibald at UBC. You know, I never thought about even D1 or NBA, you know, sure. there's that level of inspiration. But here in Asia, they just think of Kyrie. Yeah. The big global stars. The, you know, that's, yeah. that's what it is, you know. So it's, yeah, yeah. it's difficult. That's why I think the development in Asia is a little bit slower, you know, like they're very behind in that sense. Sure. Sometimes after a long week of work, we just want to sit down and have a nice cold beer. Well, one of our sponsors, Parkside Brewery, can offer you that. Located at 2731 Murray Street in Port Moody, Parkside not only has an amazing indoor atmosphere during the winter season, it also has a great patio in the summer. Get down there, enjoy yourself a cold beer, or you can find them at any local government liquor store. Last thing, don't expect to go to Parkside and get any tips on how to become a better basketball player, because Sam Payne and Travis McLean Our good buddies can't help you with that, but they sure can serve you a good beer. See you Parkside. Is there in the back of your mind some thought about staying with the coaching role, GMing, or is there plans to uh, hire someone for next season and you can figure out what you want to do? Yeah, honestly, I haven't really thought much. I've just enjoyed winning this championship and I got my wedding coming up next month. I'll, I'll leave that in the next couple of months to, to decide what my future is, but I am 33. It's getting tough. I've had a like, I can't believe I've had a career like this of still playing and being involved with basketball and getting paid to do this for, for so long. So it's just been, uh, I've been blessed. So I'm happy with any route that it goes coming up. Nice. Great job of avoiding the question. Well done there. You even threw in a, ble- <laughs> you even threw in a blessed at me. Well done. Well played. Yeah. Um, Thanks. <laughs> before we get into some goofy questions, man, you got any more stories to share here? Or what, what you got for me? No, I've pretty much covered most of it. I don't know. I think other things like I think people should know. It's like, you know, our owners of our basketball team, like actually sit on our bench, like beside our head coach in the games and like actually make decisions in the games. And and well. what's that feel like? Like, do you just get used to it? And it is what it is like used to it. Yeah, yeah you just get used to it. It's terrible. Yeah. You know, it's not fun, but it mm-hmm. is, uh, it's their own little 2K game over here. So they, they do what they want over here and awesome. going to China and just like, I remember one time uh, our owner um, of my team, um, he sent us up to China to play in these factory tournaments. Mm-hmm. So he would rent like his company vans. We get picked up in the company vans. We go across the border to China, to Shenzhen. We'd play against like these 50 year old, 60 year old factory workers. Like, cause it's like factories competing against each other. Like, cause our owner is a producer 
of uh, like bras and, and stuff. Just created so, like a factory league. Yeah, it was like a factory league. So he would pay us, he would pay us like 500 Canadian a day just to, to go, go do up exhibitions. There and he would oh. transport and we'd win by like 130 points. Yeah. <laughs> we'd go back home and, it, and we did that for like two weeks. <laughs> it was wild. Just so that his factory could win the championship yes. or have it. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Tell me you have money without telling me you have money. <laughs> exactly. Just some weird, weird experiences over here. Love weird it. Ones. Okay. Well, let's get into it, man. Yeah. Knowing that you have lived on opposite worlds, like you can take these, especially the food ones, right? So what's the greatest chip or what bag of chips are you getting when you're feeling like snacky and hungry here? Ooh, I miss Miss Vicky's, but I can't get it over here. I don't get Miss Vicky's over here. Which one's the but blue I miss bag? It. Uh, the salt and vinegar ones. Salt those. and vinegar. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I miss those. Can't get them more. over there. Yeah. I can't get them over here. Damn. Send them over. Send them over in a package, please. Well, I, Hey, Jordan. Throw them, in, throw them in the luggage, all your boys, yeah, like one bag yeah, per, that's man. You're putting true, on me right. for, dog. <laughs> I'll hook you up, guy. Send me an address. I got you. <laughs> it's going to come in an STM box, though, so just be ready. Probably say Bod and Basketball's on it or something. Okay, so, you, you know, I mean, you're, you are going to be wifeyed up here pretty quick, you're, you know. So, but in those other days, you know, adjusting to the lifestyle and the culture, obviously, you got some quiet time. You go on books or movies? Movies. What do we got? What's what's Ooh. have you watched something recently, or are there a couple all timers for you that you're like are, are a go to that you know is always going to be there for you? Heat, I love heat. Mm. I love heat. Well played, one of my all time favorites. Recent, I don't know, more TV show, I guess. Now, like, I love Better Call Saul, that was just great Ooh, TV to watch. Banger, good show, yeah, hey, just great writing. I just, yeah, yeah. I absolutely loved it. So dark, um, so good. I don't know reason. The Big Short. I love The Big Short. I love okay. those, those films right now. Yeah, it's pretty much right now. Okay. Who have been some of the most important people in your life? I got Mary You up there. My pops is running Prince George right now. Yeah, he's a very, he's a competitive driven psycho. So I love this. Yeah, I respect that guy. And he's been a big influence, a big motivation in my life. For mm-hmm. sure. That's it. Nah, you've touched, on, you've touched on a lot of line. people. No, I've you've talked touched... too much. I've talked too much today. No, man. Try to keep it quick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the freaking interviewer keeps asking questions, though, right? Frick, man. <laughs> okay, you and four dudes or women, whatever, you and four players, you got the black top. You're going to play. So you're going to go run. You're down to, you're going to kits mm. on a nice sunny day. Who's the four guys you're taking with you? Doug Plum. Okay. Grand Bath. Yeah, probably just the UBC teammates. You know, probably the UBC guys. It's kids. We won that tournament. We own that tournament. So we'll go back and we'll go back and win it. And then hit the patio after. What's the what's the restaurant across there? Local, Wait, the local, local, the local, local. One of the yeah. favorites. Of course. There you go. <laughs> G Bath. Yeah, G Bath's got five fouls in the blacktop too. He'd be ready. He'd be ready. Hey, for sure, for <laughs> sure. Okay, dead or alive doesn't matter. You and whoever you want to take, you got the best seat in the house. What what concert or concerts are you going to that you want to see? 
Now, maybe maybe you've seen a few and you you don't want to add them, or and someone you want to see, or you someone you'd see no, again. Like these are, to you, man. I, I have a couple I want to see. I want to see the Chronic 2001 Eminem, Dr. Dre, of course, in their prime. I wish I could have, you know. I went to it. That's amazing. Oh man, un- what was that like? It was unreal, man. We got floor seats too. It was. Where's what city were you in when you saw? They, they came to Vancouver. What? Yeah, man. I came to Holy. Vancouver. I was up in Prince George. I was just a kid in Prince George. Didn't know it. It was crazy. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. All time? Is that top three? Like concert? Easily. Wow. Nice. Yeah. And then saw Method Red, Jay Z, DMX, the Hard Knock Life Tour. That was. Wow. Yeah. It was pretty good too. That's hard. I mean, mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yes. I would love to see. Never seen them. You haven't? Um, no, haven't. And. I think Dell just a went down to one. Seattle to see them a while back. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And a softie for the people. I, I'd love to see Billy Joel. I love Billy Joel. I'd love Ooh, to see Billy Joel. Nothing wrong with some piano, yeah. man. Maybe live, yeah. at Emmett, live at Madison Square. Would love to go see Billy one, one time before you know, he's done doing concerts. We have the MSG channel. And one day I happened to catch his, like they were just streaming one of his concerts, like his old I was like, wow, this is unreal. Definitely. Yeah. It's a good call. Wicked. Softy, he says. How do you feel about how do you feel about ketchup on macaroni? Dump it. On its way, right? Yeah. Why would you I mean, we're talking to guys gonna go have probably, you know, some sort of high level steak with Kepke in a few days and <laughs> have a nice glass of red or something and then go sit and put his toes in the beach sand. So I mean why we? Why would we even bring up ketchup and macaroni? This is an embarrassing question to ask. We might have to get Corbin to delete this, man. You know, keep it in. No edits. <laughs> These are good questions. These are good questions. Yeah, man. Okay, last one before we let you go. Thanks for doing this, man. It's been a long time in the making. But who would you like to see on a hoops journey? But the only thing is, we need you to. You the you're the man to make the connection. So who's someone mm-hmm. that you think's got a good story would be a fun person to uh, you know sit down with us on the show and ch- and chop it up. I got a good one maybe because uh, two of my really good buddies, my brothers Duncan Reed and Glenn Yang, uh, they're playing in the uh, PBA right now, and they're they're on my team, so they transferred there. They actually played uh, Canadian university basketball as well but they're really good basketball players and they're playing on a new team in a new league and uh and they're in the pba and their teammate is andrew nicholson the orlando magic no way lottery pick yeah so i'm sure i could holler at them and uh maybe hook you up absolutely would they be willing to uh to talk at two in the morning or yeah, only... we might need to change that we might we might need to get you on a night shift here you only the, the real ones the ST- can yeah. you guys not get in the stm in the evening or what oh yeah <laughs> yeah yeah keys? we can record yeah. from the office that's no problem we can make that happen but i'll uh i'll holler at my boys and see if we can get that one connected for you awesome you uh you opened the floodgates you said send me a time and i was like this guy doesn't know what he's about to get so you just yeah, you're still regret that you're still <laughs> <regret> that immediately <laughs> You're still caught up in championship glory. I took advantage man. of you, and I'm not apologizing for it, man. <laughs> and it was it was my pleasure. I had a blast, buddy. Awesome. Any last reflections? You know what, dude? Like these meeting new people and being able to interview and sit down with them is super cool. But when I get the chance to go back and like talk with people that I've known or seen grow, right? Just 
knowing you since way back in the day from, you know, like we silly laughed about the UBC camps, but those were fun times. Honestly, I was a young coach. You guys are young university guys. It was a good time. And to see sort of you become an, a young man and, and sort of start to make some change in the world and have some fun and do all those things to be able to go and sit down with you today. It means a lot to me as well. So I, I I'm um, super appreciative of your time. I know it's really late for you, but uh, I was and have been looking forward to this conversation for a while. So um, before you kind of outro yourself here, I just wanted to say thank you on, on my behalf. Appreciate it, Mitch. What a pleasure. It's been fun, man. It's been fun catching up. And uh, I'm just, I feel honored to be able to do, uh, to get on with you and be asked to be on this. You know, there's been some legendary guests on this podcast. So mm-hmm. I feel honored. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, man. No worries. Episode number 99. If you're still rocking with us, we appreciate you. Gretzky, um, let's go. Yeah. The, didn't even cross my mind, man. Let's go. Yep. You see Nash got fired? I did. Yeah, you know, but Kyrie just makes just a terrible place to work, and I'm glad he's probably happy to get out of there right now. Let's save know. our boy. Let's save our boy. Hundred percent. Maybe, uh, maybe Hong Kong's the next step for him as a coach. You know, we'll take him with open arms. Sheesh. <laughs> Great episode. Thanks to our sponsors, Parkside Brewery, ATO B-Ball, Good Lad Clothing. To our guy, Mister Nate. You, man. I hope a couple weeks from now. You're just enjoying time with your friends and family, looking back on how far you've come and looking across the table at at your wife and and knowing that you're in a good place, man. And uh, we hope everybody has a safe travel and time over there. And, uh, you know, you get to show them around and and let everybody see what you've been living for 10 years, man, and continued success, health, happiness and all that. And um, when you make it out west, you know where to find us, brother. See you for some beers, buddy. You bet, man. All right. We'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for supporting A Hoop's Journey. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode. You can find us on social media at A Hoop's Journey and on our website, ahoopsjourney.com. Thank you to our guest, Nate Yu. Thank you to our sponsors, ATO Basketball Merchants, Parkside Brewery, and Good Lad Clothing. And we'll see you on the next episode.